black. Towards the far post, Riften, Anton! Payne, Barisha, Diamante, Durante with a free header! And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Barisha. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! Western service crew are celebrating. Welcome back to All Out West and what a difference a week makes in football. From a crazy nine-goal thriller against Perth the week before to a nil-all battle at a bridge against Ictory. Yes, I said Ictory. How's the week been, guys? Good, good. Better than, uh, surprisingly, I'm, I'm, I'm recovering better this week than I was last. I mean, I didn't make the game, but 5-4 <laughs> takes it out of you. Nil-nil, you feel a bit deflated at the end of the game, but it's not as... Much emotion as a five-four no. up and down battle. Still though, um, from the from the game, I did I was able to watch most of the second half live, and very very interesting, very entertaining for a nil all draw. Yeah, it still takes it out of you though when you get two disallowed goals, especially when one of them in particular was, I'm being kind in saying dubious. So, so one made some so, money off that is all I'm saying. Uh, look, but, I'll assume, there is a good talking point about that later yeah, on. You don't want us to spoil it, do you? Nah. Now you know how I felt for 60 episodes. <laughs> There's also uh, the, the, the disallowed penalty as well to Adnair. Oh. When oh, Bruce's yes. hand, hand was pulled. So that's, you know, at least minimum two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's been a ripper of a week. I think that game was amazing. I took my daughter to it. She had an amazing time with all the, the spectacle and fireworks. Too bad. She liked my dancing? She did like your dancing. <laughs> oh, it's Uncle Scott. He dancing. Did she, Silly. Did she like Yo Mafia? Because nobody else did. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know what was going on. I watched hey. the pregame and I had no idea. I thought I'd tuned into the wrong channel. Hey, I'm look. like, there's something going on at Amy Park. But it's definitely not a Western United game at this point. Hey, look, if old mate Daryl didn't end up in hospital, we probably would have copped him again instead. So, <laughs> yeah. true. You know what they do to horses, yeah? Oh. Oh. Glue factory! <laughs> Who doesn't like some glue? And horse is also delicious, by the way. Oh, yeah, four and 20 pies. Yeah. Get on it, boys. And just in France. Just, just go to France. <laughs> They'll give you Chevron. It's fine. Anyway. Yeah, we, we. Moving on to Beer of the Week, and this week it is Pirate Life Brewing's Throwback IPA. It gives us no description, so Wallace, would you like to give us one? I'm actually, I, I'm a big fan of Pirate Life from South Australia, and I thought it'd be a good way to send off Scott's boy. Oh, no. On the river where they <laughs> used to build the boats. Pouring a hazy golden colour, the first thing that hits you is an aroma of fresh hops pouring out of the glass, light-bodied with a lovely carbonation. This mid-strength IPA certainly holds nothing back on flavour. Look, I, I don't know about any of that. For me, it's just a bit of how you going. For me, that just turned into love song dedication. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've got a nighttime radio voice. You do. Oh, you're, very, you're very gentle. That, that hop hits you straight away. Yeah. It's very hoppy. And it's surprisingly, it is... But it's not like an overpowering hop, and it it's dissipates. also like you smell it. it. Smells kind of hoppy, but still fruity. But it doesn't taste that fruity. No, it doesn't. So yeah. I've had some. My, I didn't obviously have coffee beans, so my palate's still a little mixed up from the drink I had before. But not bad. Look, I think it's a bit flavorless, honestly. If I'm gonna yeah, different from you, <laughs> you guys. drink rivets, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like hey. share us on flavor. Rivets, rivets are. Look, you get, you full know. of flavour. I think it even says it on the, the stand. Yeah, full full flavoured lager. Full yeah. <laughs> but look, no, no, no. It's fullet, meaning full. <laughs> yeah, it's full question mark flavoured lager. <laughs> Is that Lionel Hutz yeah. gag? <laughs> but no, getting getting back to the pirate life. Like originally, you you go down for a sip and you get the scent of it, which like it smells like it's going to actually be really tasty. You take a sip for the first second or two it's actually delicious and then i just noticed a stale kind of taste going to my mouth i'm just not a big fan so of what's your score gonna be then it was in the bargain bin as well so it's probably been sitting there a while that never helps look it's, it's not it's not the <laughs> worst thing i've ever dates. drank but it's it's got to be pretty low it's got to be like a a 1.8 oh that's rough because that i think is the lowest official score any beer has had what did you what do sorry a 1.8 whoa that's fucking great. Well, that's the thing. I wasn't... It, it's still it's still a decent beer. It's 
it's not the worst, but if I'm comparing it to other ones that I've had, like that's okay. If that's and honestly, it's... just putting this out there, I think the scale's a little warped. Like if it is the lowest score, there are beers out there, and beers still may be good. But if you're comparing it to all the beers on the market, there's got to be some that are low. That's okay. Of course, I yes. get that. I think because this is a mid-strength beer, it doesn't have as much flavor as say a full-strength IPA does, which is where I think you're getting yeah. at. Which I understand what you're saying. Um, I'm probably going to give this about a 3.5 because I think it's an average beer. For me, it's average. It's like, would I go out and buy a, a slab of this? Probably not because they've got better beers than Pirate Life. I Pirate wouldn't. Life are a, like, we're ripping on them now, but one of the best craft breweries out there, like, yeah. period. Like, probably the best as Ooh. far as like the variety. Don't go past Stonewood. Stone and Wood's very good, but they're, <laughs> Niche. you know, arm and a leg as well if you want to buy a slab of mid-strength Pacific Ales. It's like $70, but... they got their new East Bay out. They're very... <laughs> Stone and Wood are solid, but this is a Pirate Life podcast. Yeah, it's and what's your score? My score, I'm going to go bang on uh, 3. I was going to say 3.5, because Caleb rated so low, I'm going to bump it up a bit by saying 3.6. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's fair, I'll give it that. And where do you land, Scott? Look, yeah, it's not a massive fan of mine. It does have that dead taste to it towards the end that's hops yeah. but, it's but just got not like, all yeah. hops are like that that's the thing also it's, worth mentioning this one specifically look, I've noticed I, I would probably just, go with Caleb on this like it's it's probably the, not much not much flavour in it I don't know why but I just, just don't taste it as much but I'll, you I'll, guys like fucking rivets it tastes like a. Th- that's the thing rivets don't taste like yeah, soda water this tastes like soda water <laughs> so where's your score? I'm going to give it a 3.25. Three point. Oh, now we're getting into the two yeah, well, places. Well, I'm going to do it at least once because be, I be, feel like others do it. To be fair, though, I think this is more of a seasonal beer as well. Even though we're in the middle of the summer, you would enjoy this much more like at the beach, by the pool, not in a hmm. podcast scenario. In my yeah, but look, it's still yeah. a nice day today, nice afternoons, nice evening, so... And look, I'm going to land solidly in the three camp. It's better than an average beer, but it's not that exciting. But it's, you know, just a beer, mm. pretty much. And that's where I sit on that that's one. That's a pretty low score overall. Wait, are, are, they like clo- are they close to being so our sponsor? Yeah. I can the average is 3.03. <laughs> oh, come on. But that's, it's above average out of five. If they sponsor Actually, us, it's five. Five out of five. Oh, no, there, is, there are if a couple lower, five but five we're missing five. some votes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, do this you guys so, Leb, you need to drink Jay Leb, you need to start drinking to catch up on these lower average scores here moving on to club news and following on from the key announcement on January 22 that the planning minister Richard Wynne had approved a key planning amendment it has now been reported that the aim is to have the stadium completed in time for the 2023 Women's World Cup potentially bringing international teams to the west to utilise these facilities what are your thoughts on this latest development hell yes Build the fucking stadium. <laughs> Truck yeah, brother. <laughs> what you gonna do, brother, when the shovels start? I don't know. But I'm really keen. I think it's amazing that they're gonna really push for this because that gives us an end date. I, I think a realistic end date for completion because that would be so much business that they would need. Mm. Like that's... World Cups don't come along often. Having other countries using our facilities, that's income. That's a revenue stream. That's but incentive to finish. They've got the end date, don't they? Isn't it two years as soon as they start? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the time that they've yeah. got. So, so as long as they get it started, then you've got a very set time. I don't, that just seems like a statement of intent for me that yeah. they want to do this mm. so that they can piggy, not piggyback, but get revenue. Or Do you know what we should do? We should go down there and get a shovel each and all put our own shovel into the dirt. We fucking started it. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure some, I, one of the big wigs started that. Mm. <laughs> I, already, I just want to steal some. Keep a jar of it. Okay, so with the latest injuries, no real change. It was obviously now available by the fact he was on the bench on the weekend. And uh, Risden and Pasquale still are two main outs with their tibia and hip, respectively, around the grounds. Stammer's officially joined Newcastle Jets, officially breaking Scott's heart. How are you feeling about this? Well, he's gone to our B side. He's gone to Western United uh, Juniors down there at Newcastle. But um, I don't know. Still broken about it. Don't want to talk too much about <laughs> you it. You sound fucking shattered. Uh, do you know what? He's gonna. I can't wait because I reckon he's gonna come on and he's gonna score a goal, just like that. Yeah, I reckon. I'll, I'll send him a message. Well, it worked for Yule, so you know. Yeah, you'll you'll shit us. So. 
I, 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 break, <laughs> I actually like you more. Weird view. Uh, they're both oh, no. shit, but they couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't hack it at our club because we've got too many attackers. Sure, they're hacking it at Newcastle, but Newcastle are... Don't have a coach. They don't have a coach. They don't have a clue. The fact that they won a game license. is just pure luck, pretty much. Yeah. Is Stamil like, going there to play or coach? <laughs> really, it's all of it. He's just going to be the player coach. I think he's gone there to um, do the... Uh, what is it? Like a locker room fit out. Put all the shirts out and shorts out for the boys. <laughs> and we've been saying this for weeks. Guys, Newcastle Jets, come on. Go hire Mace. There's a coach available. Oh, exactly. There's, a, co- there's a coach available for you right there that's been... That's been jumping at you for weeks. I'll be water boy. Him. Caleb and I were Snap him up before someone else does. Caleb and I were going to do it, but uh, we've already taken on Western United's MPL team when, it, when that comes to fruition <laughs> because we handed in our football manager resumes. So. And they were very, very, they were very happy with my promotion do you think we should try City into the championship. Do you reckon we should try and take on an under eight side or something? <laughs> I reckon we could. I mean, we'd kill the club, but <laughs> we could still... Green Senator Sarah Hanson-Young has launched at Fox Sports for their coverage at the W League after the feed was cut during the Adelaide Victory game to broadcast a work... <laughs> a broadcaster in his bedroom. <laughs> in Fox Sports' defence, it was not just the W League that they do not respect, but the entire league. Let us not forget the no footage of Wellington's goal in round one. Yeah. yeah. Or their round one, at least. Yeah, their round one. Round, what, 1.5, I guess. Because he was an analyst. Yeah, he's an analyst for Fox Sports... Uh, isn't he lucky that he wasn't like playing his trombone or anything? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or cranking it. Oh wait, playing his trombone. Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> no, he'd crank it after. That was. He was, that was, it was playing some classical the video. The trombone was never explained. Just sitting there in the background. That was very very fun. But how could the feed have not been cut? Like I can understand if somebody shows up for two seconds and then they go whoop and switch it around. But he was on for like a minute. It was just him. I don't understand how you can make a technical error that poor. Like, the NPL broadcast their games on the Facebook and they have better quality. And there's one camera and one commentator. Well, I'm assuming that what they do when it comes to any kind of football in Australia is they just let all the interns run it on the day. And, you know, it's a learning experience. But I think it's just a, it's an endemic problem with Foxtel. Like, even though they got... Was it... 10 to $40 million of money from the government to push women's sports, not to mention COVID relief money, but they got specific money to help push women's sports on television, and yet they still have had three massive gaffes this season alone, where there's the one where the, um, the emblem was in the middle of the screen for half the game. But would you, would you say that um, soccer would be the biggest women's sport in Australia? Because I reckon it would be bigger than AFL. The AFLW does bring in a big crowd because it's played in the off season Mm. as well, Mm. and a lot of a lot of people that are trying to get their footy fix are watching the AFLW. Are the crowds big? Sorry, guys, goal to Melbourne City, one nil. Who scored it? Oh, it what was the Craig hell? Noon, by the looks of it. Sorry, Scott, you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for that to come up for that bet. Oh, you. I'd look higher on them too. Oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, Come on, but, Central. But, oh, no. So, Adrian Luna. Still going to have to play for that I need McIron. He shit anyway. Couldn't crack it in Uruguay. Why is there a game in the background? So, you reckon the AFLW is bigger than... Because I, I only say... Purely because of the crowds. I, I only say soccer because soccer leads on to a bigger area because soccer's starting to become big over for the women's over in England now and... Participation numbers, yes, there's more participation in football than AFL, but in terms of crowd and revenue yeah. and what TV watching, it's still the AFLW winning AFL. at the Look, moment. Look, I think the but, AFLW sold out the first game a- they had at Princess yeah, Park. Yeah, but that's Richmond. But that, no, that was, it, that was Collingwood. Collingwood. There's another variable there, yeah. resale of those television rights. We don't yeah. know, like, AFL doesn't have a huge audience internationally. It has a niche one and is available probably on the Ocho's, you know, like... <laughs> But it's, whereas this, like, there's so many of those female players who are in big leagues or international teams. Well, not so much this year, but in previous years. So that, that could actually have more, like, Oh, a there's tons role. in the international sure. Yeah. yeah same teams. as the A-League. Cool. Yeah, yeah, still, there's still tons playing in England. Oh, we've got France. a lot of successful uh, Matildas playing abroad. Like, yeah. I think we've got five or six in the Premier League alone. But they were playing in the W League last season. So inherently... Yes. And in the some... US as well. US is massive. So the, the, like, I'll, I'll say, obviously, the AFL 
W, the quality hasn't quite got there yet. It's a very new sport for women as well, playing AFL. I remember um, maybe 15 years ago, maybe even more, probably 20 years ago, I asked my mum, why is there no AFL for women? And she said, because women just don't play footy. And that never really, I never understood that. Mm. So to see women starting to play footy now, uh, that's great. Like, the more sport we can open to everyone, you know, you'll bring in revenue everywhere and it can only make footy better. I just wish they would put more attention to soccer because that's going to be... We're going to win a Women's World Cup before we win a Men's World Cup, like, 100%. And the Matildas is a better we, name than the soccer. We are, yeah. we, are t- we are top three, aren't we? It's a better song. Yeah. Uh, nah, top no, six. Top six, six We're yeah. floating around the tops. We, we've been up as far as the top, top. three and we've beaten... Because I would say definitely in the top ten. We've beaten all the top clubs as well, or top uh, nations as well. So we can definitely get it done if everything clicks for us. So what what I do do like about the women's soccer is um compared to AFL, this is my thought is a lot of AFL players, the women ones, are, are basketball players. They play multi sports. Mm. They don't fully focus on the one sport. Go to the soccer. They're fully pledged to just. Just the soccer. Well, it's in the contracts. That's why that at least Perry had to choose between cricket or um. Football. Which, if you look at yep. skill wise and you know just how the players themselves go, not fan take away the fans, how the players themselves, the Aussie soccer area would probably be the biggest growth compared to AFL. Yeah. I would have thought. And that's really the way you want it. Look at um, well, world number one Ash Barty. She was playing cricket as well as being a top top tennis player. Tennis player. Now that she can take you know her attention off the cricket, number one, winning Grand Slams mm. and stuff like that. So if you mm. can have somebody pick out their niche, it's only going to get better for you know sports in Australia in general because for such a small amount of people in comparison to some other countries, we are killing it. Because I'm starting to get behind... I, I follow Chelsea, of course, but I'm starting to get behind their women's side a bit more now because it's just something Liverpool else to watch. suck, we're in the second yeah, division. <laughs> Arsenal's the most successful women's side of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Leon. No, in England. Oh, England. Yeah, you said of all time. Of all time in England. I think we're broken. You started talking before the in England part. We're working. We're working on it. Don't you worry. I'm just saying they're the only team. We have one Aussie in Leon at the moment. I think Ali Carp. Yes. Well, we got Sam Kerr, and she's dominating. Yeah. She's ripping teams apart. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, we knew she'd do that. She's she's top quality. She's one of the best women's players in the world. That's great. Missed out on the Player of the Year as well. Last year. Yeah. So. You this week we have we catch it doing catch up beer. It's called Two Birds Rice Rice Baby. Rice Rice Baby combines Motika and Sriracha hop Ace hops. I've never heard of those. They're very different for herbal citrus and coconut characters. Mm. Plus a zingy combination of fresh ginger, lim- lemongrass, Vietnamese mint, and Thai basil. It's supposed to represent the Footscray Market, uh, which Two Birds is in the area of. What do you guys think? Very like m- mild in the taste, but. Very tasty though, if you know what I mean. It's it's not an overpowering beer. It's very tame, but it's very very tasty. I quite like the taste as well. Like the the subtle hint is what makes it all very sessionable. Like it very light to drink yeah. as well. Uh, quite enjoyable. Another I, good one for a summer's. A lot of the beers we try yeah. on this podcast are summer's days beers as well. That's why we've got to do more stouts. Yeah, also, well heavier beers just in general. Stouts. Another good one. For the great outdoors. So, so what are we scoring it? Look, three point eight for me. It's interesting, isn't it? It's it is. It's, 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 it's a very. It doesn't blow you away, no, no, but it doesn't, it doesn't make. It's not awful. Uh, for the sessionability and for the subtle taste, I might even just give it a straight smack bang four on the dot. You're probably the harshest critic well, here. Considering you guys weren't even around... The lower one. He gave the lower one I don't know, I just feel no. It could be the beard. Considering you guys weren't around when we actually did the scores, you actually had an average of four going into it because Waldo gave it a 3.9, Scott gave it a 4.1, I gave it a four on the, the button. Oh, so he's right in the... Then, buddy. So he's all smack oh, God, bang in the range. that's terrifying. <laughs> Andrew Durante's just walked in the door, guys. Would you like to have a... Would you and like to have a... Would, would, would you like to... Would um, anybody like to have a quick interview from the 400... 400 appearance maker man so are you guys happy with that yeah and what what's the overall average Did you go through this uh, so i didn't say the overall average the overall average of this beer is 3.96 what place does it have uh i did not update that I'll, I'll yeah so it's currently in third behind the Estrella, 
and the uh, Cerveza Pacifico. Yeah. So who wants to talk the game? Let's do right. it. So let's start with a bit of preamble here. So prior to the game during the week against Victory, the club promoted the match as the Battle of the Bridge. As part of that initiative, the club reached out to a small number of fans to help promote the game. This was done by chartering a boat and waving the flag in a mini armada style as Rudan, Bess and MI arrived to their press conference. Four of us at the pod here were lucky to attend, including myself, and one was unable to make it. How did you guys all find the experience? I had an amazing day. It was, it was amazing getting to meet Bess and Rudes and MA. I pa- I'll give a little fun fact later. But I actually packed his bag up for him at the dock because uh, Bess buggered off. Yeah, yes. Bess was gone. He was. It seemed like he was Dude enjoying up. enjoying everything. He was talking to all of us, talking to the, had a good conversation with the guy that was driving the boat. And Drove then, said boat had a big day. Yeah, and then as soon as he, and then he was like, "Well, I'm out, fellas," and pretty much bolted faster than I've ever seen him run on the pitch. You got a feel for him though. He gets cha- while he's getting changed. He just comes out to we're already moving, and no one else from the club is with him. Oh uh, yeah. It was a pretty crazy day, so we so a bunch of us got to go on the boat, which was a lot of fun. There was a lot of jokes that it was our whole active support. No, it's not. It was they couldn't only, let all ten of us on. Yeah, it obviously was no. Nah, jo- it was only two thirds of our active support. So. The boat actually left without some of the staff, so it was a bit of a thing. It was a bit. It was a bit of a fun day. It had issues, but it was. I, so, I had an amazing time. So before we let Scott launch at this, and I feel like Scott might have a few things to say on this, is there anything you think the club could do next time to improve the experience? I think it was just a big miscommunication. They didn't know what time it was, and the boat left. And the interviews were only supposed to go for like 15, 20 minutes. They went for like 45. Ship flying everywhere. Bess is on the boat. Didn't have dock access. It was a big day. Tomoki Myers jumping piers with Mace. (laughs) (laughs) Quick interjection. Melbourne City 2, Central Coast Mariners 0, Jamie McLaren, goal. Scott Scott just won his bet. (laughs) McLaren to score and City to win, I think. Next minute, three, two, two. If if Central Coast pop up Matt Simon special, you might be in trouble. Uh, So, yeah, big day... I think they did a lot of interesting initiatives. Sorry if I'm going to like lead into the next like part of it. I haven't seen I no. a bunch of it. But um, I think they tried a, a bunch of interesting things. I'm not sure if everything landed with, with fans or with opposing fans, but at least they're putting money into it and trying to engage people online, like get people talking about the A-League. Well, how do you think it translated overall? Look, publicly. Look, look there were some savage memes out there. <laughs> to be honest... There was a lot of salty, uh, salty virgins on that uh, boat that day, but Mate, they, I was not one of them. Most of the people snakes talk, on a boat. Most of the people talking shit would fucking kill to do that. To, to be completely honest, to go on a boat with the coach, one of the best players ever. that's ever to grace the A League, and, and an absolute hard dick savage like Tomoki <laughs> Amai. that will just jump piers. He's not scared of the Yarra Sharks. We told him we're in <laughs> in the Yarra. <laughs> He doesn't care. He's jumping the pier. He's getting his Uber back. Did you hear my one question for Bess? It's like, oh, can you swim? He's like, yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> she's scared of the sharks. <laughs> we, we, yeah. Uh, I, I must say, take away the, the fuck around they did to me. That All you see is Victory complaining, having a crack at us, saying what a bunch of jokes this is, that they're doing this crap, battle the bridge, they're advertising it too much and all this shit. We're the only club really pushing advertising. Who yeah. else does? I think Where City have got a bit. Yeah. But yeah. people what, say... Who has seen Victory promote well, anything? Well, what were they doing to promote a anything. rivalry or to get some generated... They didn't even promote the league. That's what general. I mean. Literally, I don't even know... It's if, not even about the clubs at this point. I don't even know a player of Victory because they don't, they don't promote anyone. Like, you, you look around, everyone knows Diamante and where he plays. We, we start advertising our players. We've got the Battle of the Bridge. Yes, it's freaking... Sh- you know, a it's bit, a bit of a, silly. It's, a it's stupid. The name needs to but work. But the fact is, we're promoting it all over the place. Where players are going down the air on a boat, we we're doing absolutely everything we can to promote the A League, our game. If, of course, we're focusing on. If our you game, ask but. me, if the league was successful, there is n- like as even successful as you know half as successful as the Premier League. There's no fucking way we'd be jumping on a boat and doing that shit. People complain, saying it's cringy, it's this, it's that. Mate, what the fuck are you doing to try and promote? Australian football other than complaining about how much Australian football sucks online which does nothing for us it just pisses me off that people complain about football in Australia and do nothing to support it get down to an A-League game 
You might enjoy yourself. Who knows? Just don't sit at home complaining about it and saying, oh, this is why I watch the Premier League. No shit, everyone watches the Premier League. Just, I, I don't. You know what I mean? Sorry to go on off a bit of a rant there, but it, we're, rant we're, over. Sorry, guys. We're still promoting <laughs> it, and that's what's great to see. Like We're past our first year now, and we're still promoting it as much as we can, which is really good to see. So on Saturday the 30th of the 1st, we took on Ictory by making their home ground, Amy, ours, in what was Durante's 400th NSL slash A-League appearance. Legend! Before I go on, who would like to speak about it? I would like to say shout out Durante. The club did this really good thing where they handed out these little Durante faces with a hashtag Jura400. Uh, Kelsey, I have one for you in the back room as well. I also got one for Jay. Oh, did you get me one? You were there. I, I was drunk. One, I missed one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my daughter actually cut the eyes out and mouth out of her, so it's some straight up horror movie shit. But um, it was a really good incentive to try and push the Juris 400 game. Uh, yeah, I, he played really well. He took some aggressive tackles. It was it was a really good day. I just on a side note promotion, I think that was really good. They're still handing out free flags, but we can't have banners at the game. I find that terribly funny. Yeah, it's so, they t- but they take but the they, polls out, don't they? No, but they continue to let me bring the Poibo one as well and still hang it. Uh, that's registered with the club, though. Even though so we, all we, the we, so the other home, ones. So yeah. are all the Western Service Crew ones and the AWAW one. Like, They're all registered with the club. Banners don't so, affect COVID. <laughs> that was a cool um, initiative from the club as well to write postcodes on the free flags you could pick up. I thought yes. that was a great way. That's a sort of positive community engagement. We should have rather than getting yo fucking mafia to play it. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's a way. Like, I don't, only... I don't know anything about yo mafia, but that's a waste of money. The money could be invested somewhere else yeah. where people are actually. I'm thinking Andrew Wallace get up there and um. I'd rather see room. Andrew Tran dance with his shirt off than yo mafia. I'm gonna say literally, literally, bring see that every people. week. Controversy. Yeah, but um... and quickly, who the fuck is yo mafia? Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I got into, I read that. I'm like, oh sweet, Tony Soprano mashup with. <laughs> Drum and bass. Yeah. I was in a. I was G'd up for it. Woke up this morning. Okay, I'm just going to move on with this segment. <laughs> so, 7,016 fans attended the game with seven yellow cards. The crossbar was rattled several times and two goals chalked off by VAR and offside in what ultimately ended up as a nil-all draw. What were your thoughts on the atmosphere having been there? I think it was actually good. Um, despite the limitations, I think the atmosphere was quite fun and drive the... the the club really tried to put a few things in place. Game day to make it interesting. Fuck. Right. Giggling like <laughs> so Jay's giggling like a little girl over here. Like so. Yo Mafia in Dr. Melfi's office. In <laughs> 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 the Sopranos. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just not it's not that funny, but for me it just You look like you needed to get that out of your system. Uh, so yeah, I was pretty You sh- had a little boogie that day, Scott? Hey. You had a little bit of a boogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, all, we all saw that. As I predicted last week, the starting lineup remained unchanged. I just want to say that I did call that. Central Coast, 1 2 against Melbourne City. Uh, Matty Simon, the win. goat. I need City to win. The Wizard of Woi Woi. Man, I don't give a shit about your. No, that was the assist. Oh, assist, time. yeah. He's still doing pretty good. Um, so, Kelsey, what were you going to say before so, being back to, quietly interrupted? Back to me about. Being about me and how I was right last week about the starting lineup remaining unchanged from the previous week. So the only actual change was Ica replacing Duzel on the bench as the only change. What are your thoughts on how we lined up, reminding that I was correct? The only reason Ica didn't start. Fitness. Guarochena. I figured Guarachena. out, I figured out how to say it. Guarochena didn't start. It was because of physical fitness. He's coming back from a knock. I think having him on the bench was probably part of the problem because I would have liked to see Wales and um, DP. Uh, DP come on at the same time. I, I would rather have him come on much earlier or start than be subbed on. I think he's more less of like an impact player than players like that, and I think it's a waste of a substitution. Not saying he's not a good player, or who started in front of him, it would have been... Um, well, he was subbed for Listicker in the 55th minute. Yeah. You see, or, yeah, you could be right. Rather, start rather, him and then swap him out for Pieris because then let yeah. Pieris run his, run his position. I think yeah. Guaro Chenna seems to be one of those players that takes a good 10 15 to get going as well, yeah. properly. But going. he did, he, in, in, like, from the moment he got on, he was firing though. He did he make his presence known. Yeah. He was 
I think when when we've seen him start, he played better when he. Yeah, started. I'm not saying he was he's the best, but like, but he did show a lot of promising like glimpses in that game. Like, he, just, he took a dive like two seconds in. <laughs> I just want to see more Wales DP double changes. Just them both come on at the same time, because even yeah, when they did come on, chances even. Um, Lockie Wales probably wasn't that great, but he's we'll get to the that. subs later. You, you're jumping ahead Sorry, of me yeah. here. Um, so, that, how does that feel? People jumping ahead of you. Tomoki, am I playing that right wing back role again? I think that was interesting. Carry on where you're going, sir. Now, <laughs> I actually missed this game due to prior commitments before. But here are some highlights from the game before I throw it over. Diamante hitting the roof on from the uh, from a direct corner in the third minute. Diamante would also rattle the crossbar with two vicious strikes in the 72nd and 75th minutes. Kudo with the stunning save on uh, Brimmer in the 89th minute to save the game. Now, I've left the VAR calls out of this at this stage because we'll get to them in a minute. But what are your thoughts on the remainder of the uh, game? It, it was a lot more even than, um, like, stats-wise, show it as a very even game. I think City, City jumped us early. Victory, uh, victory. victory, I mean. Victory jumped us early. The first no, 15 the, minutes the, was all victory. But the thing is, their chances were not really... There was like one or two big ones, and then the rest of their chances were sort of, you know, up in the air. Whereas we had, you know, taken away from the VAR decisions that we'll get to. You said that you mentioned the two times the crossbar got fucking rattled hard by Diamante. They were literally millimeters from going in and unstoppable as well. Mm. The absolute power that that bloke has in his left peg is ridiculous. I think we did have the better of the chances close in from long range with the Diamante shots. The stats don't really show us. Show. We should have won that game 2-3-1 if, if, if scoring was a bit more open. We still... Four. If we were luckier, we would have got four goals. Four. Yeah. Like, that's being, yeah. like being honest, and that's like... I'm not saying we were robbed. I think coming away with that draw was a decent result. I still had a really good game time at that game watching it. It was I was intense. It was fun. I think it adds to the the rivalry we will have long term with victory and puts a little thing because they finally got victory, 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 victory. Yeah, it was a varsity. Victory, curtains and blinds. The um, best heart penalty. Best heart penalty. Uh, like before, yes. I, I want a little bit of comment on this. Was a, again onto the the rivalry thing. This was a hard hitting game from both teams. Not only did we like do some really aggressive tackles, but so did they. It was a very like yellow card heavy, and I'm surprised there wasn't reds. It was I, I loved it. It was very rough. Yeah, it was like it was a derby. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to curse that language, sir. How dare they? Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of intensity to the game. What were you talking about, Kelsey? No, let's go on to the Borussia penalty. Yeah, and I think that led up to it. There's a lot of um, diving and a lot of people playing for the was that like the, the free kick and whatnot. So I think that kind of got old very quickly in the said game. Uh, but I think Borussia was robbed on two occasions, in my opinion. The 67th minute, 100%, and the, for the, well, his first shot on goal, he was mm. clearly like being held. Yeah. So, but it is what it is. It's the game. But the moment Cal- you touch an arm in the ter- penalty box, it's almost an instant penalty. Mm. Any day of the week. And why VAR didn't step in is a fucking joke. This is, is my what? problem with VAR. It's it's not just in the A-League, but it's in multiple leagues around the world. VAR was invented to pick up clear and obvious errors within the game. So there's a couple of things that I want to say. Players holding other players in the box. For years, referees have been using the excuse that they haven't been able to see it, and that's why fouls haven't been given when they should have. Now they've got the opportunity to see it and they're not taking up on that thing. But the biggest thing about VAR with me is the fact that it was meant to pick up the clear and obvious, not the tiny, tiny decisions as well, which what which is what happens with a lot of offside decisions, which... Back in the day before VAR, it was all about benefit to the attacker, which it should be because, look, millime- millimetres, what's millimetres when it comes down to it at the end of the day? It's a clear and obvious error. And if you can't see it with your eyes from a clear line, from a proper camera angle, which even the A-League has enough technology in it to be able to provide that, then there's a big problem within the ruling of VAR in the first place. It's also worth mentioning the offside rule is supposed to stop a clear advantage from being offside as well. 
I don't understand how an elbow millimeters in front will stop that Pierre's goal from Wow, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the Pierre's one wind, shortly. Wind we'll stick to the penalty one like here. A, a great, speaking about VAR, did anybody see the thrashing of Southampton this morning, the VAR call against Southampton, where the lines, the offside lines, you know how there's the red and the blue one? Yeah. They were merged. So you could not differentiate. They were parallel with each other. Let's not forget D1 offside, And the goal was not called offside in play. So I can understand... It should go down to referee's decision. Fair it should go down to you play decision I can, I can the understand. Do you know the one way to fix this? But all? it wouldn't have changed the game. There There's one way to fix it. Give each team one, one, uh, one call. So if they don't believe it, they can use their one... You know, thing, and they will make the referee go back and check it. But see, I've got an issue with that too because what if it happens more than once per game, which we have seen with multiple. It teams only happens. Well. You, you're lucky enough to get that one call. But I think the rules should be changed completely instead. Oh, no, they should be all gone. Instead of instead of giving this these grace periods to the official, the officials are getting paid for a reason. They should be doing their jobs properly. There should be an umpire's call scenario, like in the AFL. Yeah. The AFL, we're not sure if it hit the post. It looks like it did. We can't tell if it did. Umpire called it a goal. We're going to call it a goal. Yes. They use that. They use it in DRS in the cricket. I've got no go issue with, with those rules in those codes. It takes more to get it overturned. So the problem with the Pierre's goal... We'll, I don't know we'll get to the Pierre's one sorry, shortly. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, no. So substitutions were made were Ica for Listica in the 55th minute, Pierre's for Barisha in the 70th, and Wales for Uscock in the 82nd. Based on the game-changing performances Wales and Pierre's, especially the week before... Do you guys think the subs were made a little too late in hindsight for this game? What, when did they have it? Sorry. So, Pierre's got subbed on for Borussia in the 70th, and Wales for Uskok in the 82nd minute. Yeah, way too late. Look, I think Wales is a bit too late, but I don't at, know. At, at that stage, when it's a nil-nil game, you need those two on for at least 30 minutes, minimum. Well, see, I think probably, 20. I'd say minimum, well, 20 including extra time. So, the 75th minute, you bring Wales on. That's yeah. your last stop. The only thing is, you've got to also be worried... If somebody gets a knock two minutes after Wales comes on, we've used all our subs. Now we're playing a man down for the rest. Of the no, because we've got five in the A League, don't we? Yeah, we've we got five. They only five. did the three subs and they had two more left. Yeah. Oh, for example, Victory yes. used four subs in yeah, the game. Yeah, we've got five in the A League. It's Premier League oh, then, that's gone. Yeah, they put Dave, Dave Louise so, on. So, so, yeah, I don't, that's not an issue at the moment. You, you were there. Years past. No, you were there, been. bro. Last season before COVID, it would have been Never an mind issue. Bring, but, bring him on, yeah. But it's not an issue at the moment. Yeah. I think Wales come on too late, but on that same yeah. note, I'd like to say Brisha had a good game. He did. He, he had that early goal, a goal chalked off. He was aggressive. He was into it. I think he played what was his best game this season. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So just to put it on that note, I, I see why Parias came on so late, like the 70th minute as opposed to the 60th minute the week before, because Brisha was performing. He was hungry. He was in the box. He wanted this win. So I like. I understand that Wales. I think if you bring him and DP on at the same time, it's you can have magic. You get that burst of speed just coming yeah. in. Yeah. So the All thing right. is with DP, he's not an out-and-out striker like Bess is, but he's fast at the end of the game. That's why they're bringing him on. It's he's not. Impact. It's not yeah. somebody you can start as a yeah. striker because mm. you'll catch him and. And it'll be easy. No, you, you need to be there against those, the tired defenders. Best like yeah. one of those niggly sort of players like a McLaren or a Fornaroli that you okay. see. They get around and you can he see... He can cause you to trip up in the first minute Brisha of the game or the last. Over. It he, doesn't matter. Borussia doesn't flop every second, does he? No, but Borussia no, gets... No. Borussia's one <laughs> of those players... Niggly players. He's one of those players that gets close and he can control the ball when somebody's standing right behind them, you know, pretty much mm. manhandling them mm. around. I mean, we saw that. Mm. He's one of those, he's a very aggressive player physically as well. Pierre is more pace. So yeah. that's why he is a very good I think it's up. a well-balanced thing we have there. Like, you know when DP's coming out, there's, they're making some runs. Honestly, if yeah. I was Dylan, I wouldn't be mad at it because you're, it's the best chance for you to make an impact is when everyone's tired and you know you can run. So if you're DP... You're fired up knowing that you're not starting that game because you can come on and score. Like, the possibility's there. He's but essentially if, if you're a player, three... you're going to want to start no matter what. No, but he's essentially scored three games in a row. If you, you know, that 
That goal. That was an offside. It was an offside. I'm just calling it now. It's well, all right. I've held you back yeah. long enough. Yeah. All no, right. It's, it was an offside. All right. Let's get into this. Stop. Stop. Let's get into it. So here we'll go into the first one first. Now in the 38th minute, it was thought to be one nil to the boys in green through a Bessart Barisha goal, only for it to be ruled offside when Payne took the ball offside in the build-up of play. What are your thoughts on this decision? Close, but probably. Yeah, yeah, it was That's, there. I'll it was there. I'd say it's just, yeah, I'd say it was. Just I don't think there's any denying that. I'd like the goal. I'd like I, it, but I, I'll wear it. Look, but getting back to my truthful. original decision of the, um, because if I'm correct, it, well, he wasn't flagged offside in play. It was a retrospective call. It was when they yeah. ran it back. Um, yeah. So getting back to my original point of that, going by that logic, I think it should have stood as a goal because I don't think the discrepancy was too much, but. When you look at it in those fine angles, it probably is. Was it his it, ha- hand? It was. Look, you can't be too mad about that first one. It's it's not. They still go. He had one foot. He still no, he had one foot in front. He had a clear foot or leg in front. Did in they, they go off the, any body part, or is that EPL? No. So it's from. That, yeah. It's from. So the thing is, it's the shirt line. The it's problem the is, it's the shirt line. But if you score with that part of your arm on the shirt it's line, outside. they're call, They're not calling that. So why is it the shirt line? Why is it not the armpit? It should be the foot. It's almost where you were on the ground. That's easier to understand yes. where it is. Yes, it should be the feet clearly. Or the head if you score with the head. Or no, no, foot. Because that's no, no, because but the rule. No, no, I think like, it should be the like, feet. Personally, I'd go foot because it's easy to understand with the lines on the ground. You can it never is. get a, a, that. The um. I think the officials at FIFA have to realise that the rules never going to be perfect, and there's always going to be discrepancies. So oh, I they're think, too busy. So I think we've got to, and I think VAR and technology is the way to go. I'm for VAR. VAR. I'm just not about the rules that they're enforcing at the moment. It's, they've got to have something a bit more clear-cut where you can actually look at that and refer back to the rules where each time it would have been called, or 99% of the time, it would have been called the same by any ref because the rules are easier to understand. It, there's too much of a grey area at the moment where different people are going to judge different things and essentially it's going back to the times before we had technology where... It's the referee's call anyway. Oh, if it was a different ref on a different day, then something different would have happened. It's the same thing's happening now. Nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing has changed. The, the thing should be, and I think it's the Dutch that have this, if it's within, like, literally five centimetres on the pitch or, like, if there's if the, if the lines that they use to decide the offside are close enough... Yeah. They will give it to the on the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. That's, that's probably a good and even way. if they did that and the on field decision was offside, I'd be less I'd be pissed. so much more okay with it. Yeah. But still, I don't know how he saw that was offside. He must have fucking because at the time, at the moment, it's not just human error; it's human error and computer error as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's computers. I, computers I, shouldn't I, have an error. Honestly, error. I'd rather it just be human error. To yeah. be completely fair, the referees were fine this game as well. Like it was the off-field refs. Yes, it was the VAR. Really had a problem with it was the ones that weren't on the field. The linesman made the call, and it's hard because you've got to sort of, especially with the camera angles we get in the A League. It's not like the Premier League. It's hard to draw those lines. But throw right. the money into getting those sorts of camera angles instead of throwing the money into the technology. Throw, but they're throwing money into the bar technology. Well, let's get throw into the contentious into, one. Throw money into <laughs> cameras instead. Can I interject here? Sorry, I just turned on Twitter just to see what's going down. And more, I just saw this uh, post from a few hours ago from More Than A Game. And I think this is quite apt for our conversation right now. My favourite part of football now is not talking about football. It's just about looking at, at the lines and saying how bad VAR is every week. Well, let, let, that. that segues into the more contentious one of the two. <laughs> so, it was again thought to be 1-0 to the boys in green and black in the 77th minute when Pierre has received a lovely through ball, sent the defender to the unemployment line to collect his benefits and calmly slotted the ball in the net. The flag was immediately raised and it appears as though one of Pierre's, what I can only assume is his eyelash may have been offside, what are your thoughts on this one? Not offside. To me, he was on the way. line. He was smack yeah, bang on the line. fucking shit was that camera? See, if, if you watch the... It was blurry. If you actually How the fuck look, are you going that? That was some freaking Ness graphics, man. If you, and that was a brilliantly taken goal, I feel, because that's his goal of the season as well. He scored already f- some pages, and to have that one taken mm. away, that must just be rough. How the fuck did you screw that up? But? Like, it should have gone... Well, the, the, the ref didn't even go check it out. Here's a question. He should have been forced to check it out. Here's a question. How did they not call the pain one offside when it was clear that that one was offside when you look back on a VAR, but that one was called offside immediately? 
And and the ref wasn't told to check it out. Like, aren't VAR supposed to say, uh, maybe you should have a look and judge? Isn't that what VAR's supposed to do? VAR just said no. We've been doing that since before the Premier League were doing it. They didn't even have the pitch side monitors. We still do. Uh, We always have. I just think they fucking shit the bed. And they didn't want to waste time, so they just went with... Because they wasted so much time with the first one. The problem is, it's like, they show you the drawings and all that after the decision's been made. And even that's still dubious. But that's Fox Sports. That's not actually from VAR. That's Fox Sports. No, that's Fox Sports. Fox Sports, that's another Whose fucking feed does VAR use? They can't be they using their own, their own, they have their own, own cameras. Yeah, they have to have their own independent feed, is my understanding. And as Mark well, then why the fuck don't they just merge with Mark Fox Sports so we can actually get some uh, better cameras? FIFA, I believe, rules don't allow um, the commentary, either conversations from the refs. No. Yeah. That, that's, and same with the thing. It's, it's and same with the VAR thing. They're not allowed to have right, that we're feed because it's and integrity. Fucking stuff. All right, are there any final comments on the game? Un- <laughs> unlucky more than anything. The goal might even stand if it's not flagged offside. Do you know what the best part is? Still haven't lost to victory. <laughs> and <laughs> our first clean sheet against them, I believe. Melbourne, draw to re. <laughs> <laughs> oh, leave Varsity alone. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the player ratings. Who'd like to start? Three points to Dumanti. Absolute killer balls all over the place. I don't think he's even got any points off us this year. Yeah, two shots rattling the bar. He had five shots ago. Yeah, but yeah, Yeah, all off target, but two of them rattling the bar. And most of the times players ran were off the back of his uh, through balls. So three points because just the playmaking ability. Two points, Curdo, because he just saved the game. Like with that last... He didn't make too many saves, but he never put a foot wrong the whole game. And he did it's been, some fucking fantastic things. It's been tough because he's been unlucky this season. Like, there's been some cracker goals scored against him, but uh, even though it was sort of, you know, the the area that... Uh, who, who was the um, victory player that struck 87th, almost scored? And he's put oh, it over the... Brimmer. Brimmer, yeah. Brimmer put it at pretty much, Brimmer. like, you know, the, the pretty much the spot where you want to... To be able to save, but the power you have to have to deflect that over the bar was ridiculous. And the one vote I'm just going to go for uh, probably Connor Payne again, just because you know he almost set up the first goal, just offside. Well, the first VAR call, and once again, just a just a what everything Robbie Cruz wants to be, Connor Payne. He's too good. Better. My three votes would have to go to Curdo. He saved our asses. There were some beautiful shots by Victory, and as a, he did what he needed to do, he stopped them. They could have easily went in and wouldn't have even blamed Kurdo, t- to be honest. But yeah, he really stood up, so I've got to give him three votes. Uh, me two votes... Oh, shit. Me two votes... Look, you have it. ...is going to go to Ica. Ooh, yeah, he, he, he didn't come on for long. He had five shots at goal. Two on target, three off target. So he really came on and made a real impact. He didn't, you know, he didn't play as much as everyone else, of course, but he made that impact. And the moment he come on is the moment we looked even more dangerous. So I've got to give him two votes, and he one vote to Diamante. So yeah, he's fantastic shots and all that. And I'll give a special shout out to me boy, boy, sir. Wigginson. Hey, he was good. He, he did amazing. He was good. And Geronte, both of them, fantastic. Um, that's what I'm gonna say. Well, before I like, I'll do, are you ready or do you want me to go? Do you want yeah, me to go? yeah, I'm ready. Why like, not? I'll um, I'll give three to Dimmer. I think he just just he's 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 his general play obviously was amazing, but the fact that he created so much within the game, the game with no goals as well, um, it wasn't really his fault, but. We couldn't put those opportunities away on certain, like in certain opportunities, and then other times there was offsides, which were an issue. Um, I'll give it the two to my friend Bessart Barisha. Um, I just think, yeah, the energy he showed throughout the game and the drive and the guile, he, w- he was getting right into it, and it was more. Look, in a game that finishes nil-nil, you have to go more about the effort than the actual quality because at the end I'm of the day... I see effort right now. That's all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> well at, the, at the end of the day, they're... Um, at, the, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, um, there's 
like a nil all game, you could just call it call the game off and it'd still be nil all. You don't need the yeah. quality. It's about the effort and the guile that he showed. So I'll give him the two, and I'll give the one to your boy Vuitza. I just I just felt like he was um, looked solid again and coming off. Again, such a bad injury. He has really put found him, his position now, hasn't he? he, put he it, I don't know whether he just got in because Dingo, but... He, he can not, play centre-back, he can play left-back, he can play left-wing. He's in Connor Payne's <laughs> position in a year. Or two, as soon as we lose Connor Payne... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't want to lose Connor Payne. But yeah, I was going to give a shout-out. I was going to give a shout-out to Curdo and Connor Payne as well. Durante... I'll give him. I'll give. I'll give. I'll give Durante a shout out for his um 400th game. But that's Great the thing. Point. So many players played well. Like mm. that's. I'm not like. There's no one I go. It was really game. tough. Like even Uzcock probably had his best game of the season, and he's nowhere near. And I'd say he was. <laughs> and I'd say he was still probably the worst player for us on the pitch. And to be honest. That- no, no, that's because he like almost killed a victory player in one of those tackles. He did some brutal tackles. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to go three to Dimmer because it's, uh, it's his, been his performance of the season. Um, two to Victor Sanchez because he was amazing. I'm, lo- I'm loving seeing him play at the moment. Well, I do like his chant, I would say. And one point to uh, Ico Guaratera. Guarochena. Guarochena. My apologies. You Guarochena. Aussie boys got to get in on. Can we just get some players called like Dave us. Smith and fucking Roger? Dave Smith Guarochena. <laughs> Guarochena. Yeah. He. I, I'm really excited to see what he's bringing to the team. He was deadly. He has. He's got some great ball handling. Great shots. Yeah. I like. I could have given points to Curdo, Buitza. The. Everyone played really well. Like my bottom two people were probably it was Tommy and Lusticker. Like yeah, and even Lusticker for ones. Yeah. Like, and they played well. Like, Galsy, where you at? All right. So I gave the three to Diamante. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave the two to Sanchez, and I gave the one to Curdo for single, literally hand, single-handedly saving the game at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, so going on to the totals, Voitz is still on the lead on twenty. My boy. Then we got two people tied for second in Pierre's and MI on 17. And then Dim is just behind them on 14, followed by Curdo on 13. Did Dimmy get all his points this week? No, he got one vote in round one. <laughs> he got 13 of the 14 votes. Can we wrap votes this up this and just give the fucking title to my new boy? Tomoki. Yeah. <laughs> he got no vote. DP and Tomoki, no votes this week, still tied second. <laughs> I was I was thinking about getting Tomoki one, but he played well too. He did. Yeah. He did. So did he's been really Fuck this! I'm just getting a three base to me boy every week now. Fuck now that he's, I'm actually got a boy that plays. All right, it's good. Let's, boy, let's let's boycott the votes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we'll move on to next week's games or this week's games. Yeah. So on Sunday, the seventh of February, we take on CCMOA, who are currently second on the ladder with three wins, two losses, depending on how tonight goes, which that's probably changing as we speak. Your score update? It's yes. two one. I'm two one at the moment. That's. Or is it just started the second half? Fifty uh, minutes. How do you guys think the game against the Central Coast Mariners will go? Big win for Western United. Big. I actually can't call this one. It's it's a hard one. I think it's gonna be a draw. The good thing is that they, they are playing right now, which is a Wednesday. They're getting, what, a, f- a four-day... Is it four-day? Four-day four break? Day, yeah. yeah, but yeah. They're, they're not travelling, though. It's still at the Central mm. Coast. So. Also, great that we've got City playing in Central Coast now. So that means the bubble's come well and truly dead, and hopefully the fixtures... Uh, not getting chopped and changed around like they have been. Yeah. They're just going to add the games that it's all been missed. They've got to reschedule. Right. They've yeah, got to. They've it. got to finish the season by I think June. We'll have a couple of midweek games, I'm sure, but at like at home that we'll be going to. But that'll be so. Fun. What's your call? Uh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with us three one. It's we're a moment. Oh, any moment now, I can just we're we're just going to start un- unloading and we're just going to oh, start yeah. becoming. Connecting, we've only gained better players since, and and Burjo's probably, I wouldn't put a past him being benched this week, but you know we're only ga- we're gaining better players than we were last season. We made it well, or made it semi. So we it, it's going to be soon. We're going to start getting the hang of each other, and we're just going to connect and we're just going to unload. Just What's for- your thoughts? Um, I think it's going to be a tense game. Hopefully, they've got a bit of fatigue in the legs, and Matt Simon. It could be interesting because he's he's been playing well. He literally just scored in his two hundredth game today. 
Good on um, I reckon it's going to be a high-scoring affair. 4-3. I'm going to go the draw in this game. I'm going to go two-all draw, which is exactly what the score is right now. But if I had to pick a team to win, it would be United in what I think would be an upset because... The Mariners mm. just seem to be scoring for fun at the moment. Like, they they've already hot. put two goals past City, fair enough. Well, two goals prior to a red card in this game, so we'll see how that goes. You can't even call it a fluke, like a, a fluke thing, because nah, they've no, done it constantly this they, whole season. So. They haven't been the best up the back, but going forward, really, really strong. I think it's a counter-attacking mentality that they have as well. So if we can put that to bed and counter them, I think it's going to be an open, free-flowing game of football. Not much defending, lots of attacking. If if that's how you're th- thinking of it, do you reckon maybe Wales and Pierre is to start? Not start, Well, no. that actually but brings me on to the next point. Earlier. With the games happening against Newcastle on Wednesday a couple of days later, do you think we will actually change the lineup this for this game? I reckon we should. I'd rather change it for Newcastle, which yeah, is actually, less yeah, I don't think sense. we're going to change it this week, and if we do, it might just be one player. It, might be, it might be Ica. like a Ica and take out Uzcock, drop Uzcock back a little bit, yeah. but that sort of thing. Also worth mentioning, if you want Max Burgess to start, it would be at the Newcastle game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, now Burgess will be or, there. Or, or even it's easy travel. Or even feature. No, he's back. We no, saw him on the weekend. It was a joke. It was a joke. Could you, could you imagine making three, three subs... At about the 65th minute mark, Burjo, Pieris, Wales. Pace. How fucking good would that be? Pace, Sydney, well, Especially after they've got, the you know, minutes. a bit, bit bit tired legs. Like, that. that's what I'm thinking. We're, that's where I reckon we're going to be absolutely dynamite soon. Honestly, unless we're down, I wouldn't even have uh, Burgess feature prominently. Uh, no, you've got to give him a bit of game time, so I, I bench it. If, I, if he does feature prominently... I would have it at the Newcastle game where he can sort of get well, his fitness back and it's not as I, big I would, a problem. I would sub him, make him sub this week, sub him on, and then start him for Newcastle. Yeah, well, that's moving exactly on. what I'd do. If we're smacking Central Coast, you bring him, I'd, I'd say bring him on 80, early 80s. I think if you we're, mean if we're when we're smacking 70s. him. <laughs> well, moving on to the Newcastle game. We we're now scheduled to face the Jets, uh, also known as our development squad, away on Wednesday the 10th of February. The Jets are currently dead last with the most games played. How do we all think this one's going to go? I have one thing. Considering we let him, the, you know, Yule and Loan, me, ex-ship player. Play, uh, ex-ship, are you, are you guys going through a break? Yule, Yule and Stammer play. Like, we should have given them a ban. No, we should Part of the breakout contract. Why? Oh yeah, because it's hard to keep these. It's hard enough to keep A League players in contract once yeah, they're not promised. Get the game time they're promised. I'm doing the. I'm thinking the inverted commas. Fingers inverted commas. It's it's hard to loan out players unless you're City because you can. But you could. That's pretty much I wonder if you could have added in the contract, like you know, you know, you can buy him, but the conditions are he can't play against I us. I mean, the thing is, yeah. Newcastle come at you with. Well, he's um, not Scott McDonald. He's not a great... They're not gun players. I don't well, think the A-League allowed that game. rule. Yeah, but Scott McDonald did fuck all against us as well. Yeah, but he's essentially a... Um, yeah, but look at what he did. But that was yeah. a bravado thing. I'm that pretty sure place. the Scott McDonald thing also it was overruled too. I think they've got... They've sort of scrapped that rule about not allowing them to play against the, your club mm. when they transfer anymore. They're trying to stop that to stop the quality of yeah. performance because it's also technically a form of match fixing to a degree. Yes, I agree with you. On but that. that's all. Yeah, it's part of. I think that that rule could should still be there for loans, if yeah. possible. But oh, loans, loans, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, once yeah, the, the exception story. of any sort of finals, we don't get loans. Yes, yeah, so I agree. Uh, with, I don't no, know because you that. can't. Because imagine if you're a Jets, if you're the Jets, and hypothetically they've got. Who's they got? Like, and you get struck by lightning. Yeah. You or got MacArthur. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, MacArthur. Yeah. They got Najjar and yeah, General. That's so, more so, of an example. So, MacArthur make the grand final against City, and then say two of their players, which are loanees from City, yeah. can't play. That's, that is match fixing. Yeah. So, no, I think for loans, it's acceptable, like you said, with the cave of the finals, but with the contract, they're, the contract, they're, out, they're fair to play who they want. <laughs> or even like one player per club. Like, you can't loan four players out and not have any. Let's move on. What, what's our tips for that game? Uh, I think that one's... I'm going to go opposite to kind of what you guys have said. I think that one's going to be a draw. Newcastle have had our number. We have not beaten them yeah. yet. And Bugard loves messing with that. I was going to have a draw for that as well. Actually. I'm going to have a nil or a boring nil. Fuck you all, 4 nil. 
I'm the, for the first four nil to the Jets. That's a bold call. Four nil to us. We're gonna. Well, you, four nil would indicate the home team is the four. Ah, uh, four nil to us. You're joking. <laughs> Until Scotty said my actual prediction, I was going to predict six nil against us. Yule and Against. Stammer hat trick <laughs> of goals and assists for both of them as well. To be honest, wouldn't even be bad. It'd be hilarious. Actually, you know what? I'll change my tip to 4 1 because <laughs> Stammer's going to score. And Yule assist. He won't be able to play next and week. He's gonna... He can't play till the 16th. Oh, oh fuck that then. I'm going to go yeah, yeah, for it. But I'm going to say what's. Fuck the fir- I think this might be the first time Scotty <laughs> and I have ever agreed on a prediction. And I'm going to say 4 0 as well. It's happening. It's happening. I but, hope it happens. And I'm usually the conservative one here. I think if you look Conservative, at... Conservative, Epstein didn't kill himself. Let's yeah. not get into that until the end of the podcast. But if you look statistically, they've only ever beaten us when they've had a manager. <laughs> well, that's one way to skew the statistics. it's not going to go that way. They've only beaten us when they could afford shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. I would do the latter, but it's, it's just skewed it's as anything... Down. At the moment, we could be anywhere from second to like second last. It's ridiculous. Oh, third last games, games and, and stuff. Yeah, look, we're, we're not doing well. So we'll the only second, thing that's yeah. the only thing that's guaranteed at the moment is Jets are dead last and they're staying there for a little bit until all games are caught up. Yeah. All right. Any news from the Western Service crew, Scott? No. No. <laughs> no? Excellent. Oh, I've got. I've got. I've got some news. Our our old mate Ricky Buxton finally made an appearance at this game. So shout, shout out, out to you, old Ricky. Yes. The noise you bring to games, we've been missing it. I hope to see it some more. He brought some new fancy, some fancy chances. Yes, that's it, what Ricky does. But um, I think he it might have been his last game for a while. Cause yeah. Congratulations, Ricky. He's, part, he's got a baby on the way soon, so it's good to see Ricky again. Um, big part of this club when it started, so it's good to see him. Right. And uh, now going into the tipping competition. Picked up one tip since I... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, since did I you got... actually get in? Yeah, I got in at, oh. on the podcast last week. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the first ever live edition of somebody to the tip. And first. I'm top! No. <laughs> one out of You're six. You're top, Scotty, aren't you? Or... I, I did really well last yeah. week. So no. we've got Brook in number one. Hashtag WHCS is second, along with Atrax. <laughs> then we got Gerald and Narwhal. Then Levy and Levy, they're all tied. These are all there. Amelia eighth. Amelia, yes, is I've eighth. got one out of six this week. It's I am sixteenth, <laughs> equal with a whole bunch of weird people. Bro, how are you sixteenth? Oh, no, 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 no. You're sixteenth. <laughs> I'm actually twelfth. Yeah, well, me would be me because you're using my. We're phone. actually equal. <laughs> Do you know who's the real loser here? Garzi. Yeah, but oh, you do Garzi. amazing Garzi photography. All right, let's get into the tips. I'll go from Bloody left to right. Garzi. Scott, what do you got for the Adelaide Perth game? Okay, so Adelaide Perth, I have Adelaide. I am going to go with Adelaide myself by one goal. Last time was a crazy game. That was a 4 sorry. Adelaide. And Jay, who are you going for? <laughs> Adelaide. <laughs> Uh, how many points on Adelaide? All of them. <laughs> 100. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, what? Oh, what fuck. is that? Brisbane, Brisbane victory. victory. Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane. They're, they're good. All they're right. Top. Ooh, Derby. Derby. Then we got MacArthur versus WSW. Depending on the price of tickets, is it $85,000? Well, West, West, West Sydney won't, it is, yeah. Wonderous won't have fans there because the pro- ticket prices are going to be 100 bucks a ticket. Yeah. To be honest, They're going to West buy a Western United membership for that price. Literally, you can buy, what, 10 green sacks for that price? Yeah. A heap of nangs. I would go with MacArthur. <laughs> a fair few nangs for that. I leave them out the front of Kelsey's. I'm, still, going, I'm going for a draw I still forget that they're that an actual team now. Yeah. I reckon MacArthur. Um, I am the only one that's going Wanderers because I think they've been playing not too poorly this season. Uh, yeah, so I also have MacArthur for that one. Cool. Right, now we go to Newcastle City. City. I've got City. Yeah. City. Is still out here? Yeah. He's City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll still be missing. What about you, Jay? Huh? Stammer's out, don't forget. So. Newcastle City. No Stammer. Or maybe City, mate. <laughs> <laughs> then we've obviously got the Mariners and Western United. Western United. United. I'll stick with my draw, as I said. United. 4-3. Jay was a draw, too. For what? No. Oh no! I changed my. I, well, my tips. I pick. I I said draw, but I my tips United. <laughs> All right, then we go to Sydney Wellington. Oh, what? There's more. Sydney. Yeah, there's two more games. Oh, I got Sydney. Sydney. 
Oh, shit. Who was it, sorry? Sydney, Sydney and Wellington. Wellington. Who's home? Oh. Sydney. Sydney. Well, they're playing well, in New Wellington Zealand. Wellington don't have home this season. See, I... I can, oh. Yeah, Sydney. No. All right, and then following up the last game of the round, Fucking Newcastle and Western United. Draw us. I mean, I didn't even say same on Yeah, I got draw. Sydney well, as Wellington. you guys said before, there's going to be no stammer in this game. So, 8-0. Firstly, I think Wellington beat Sydney... And then we trounce Newcastle. We're going to romp them one. They are, don't forget, they are our second side. So we will tell whoever is in charge over there to take it down a notch so we can We'll get A-Tracks to coach into the game. They need a coach, so. Right. We'll take it in turns. Does anyone have a card they'd like to give out for the week? Uh, yes, we all have one, and that's been Mace for making Tomoki almost kill himself by jumping the pier. <laughs> yeah, that screams shattered ankle territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but you know why? Tomoki's a badass. Dude, you know Tomoki. why? He's the James Dean of our generation. There were sharks in that water. Tomoki didn't care. I've got two red cards. One's for VAR, obviously. Oh, yes. Um, but my second red card is for Southampton. Does anyone have anything I'd like to add before we get out of this? Um, shout out to Andrew Tran for some more great photos that he got <laughs> at the last game. I would like to take a moment to uh, talk about our sponsors. I'd like to uh, talk about Glowpair. Glowpair makes self-watering planters. Uh, Leb, did I just ha- hand you a, like a bunch of herbs? Can we talk about them? Well, uh, my- what? But I've got a little bit of basil, and it smells absolutely delicious. Probably going to crush that up, have a bit on some pizza. I've got some rosemary right here, which is perfect for... Hang that up for a couple of days, let it dry out a yep, bit, I got and some, then yep, Rosemary, per- perfect for some roast, and then I've got some mint just for a good touch on top of pretty much anything. Really. Do you know what you could do with the and mint? And they are all, all very, very delectable. Do you know what you could do with the mint? You could put it in some water with a cucumber in it on a hot day, put that in the fridge, delicious. See, I'm not a big fan of cucumber water, but... Oh, but cucumber, I mint water. See, no, I have my cucumber with balsamic vinegar. Okay. Any water I have is if it comes in a beer. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah Glowpair Planners, they're for all skill levels. Uh, check them out www.glowpair.com.au for Australian listeners. And for all our international listeners, we're listening to you, Finland. That one listener. Shout out, mate. What the fuck's he doing? I don't know. <laughs> He's doing it. Um, go to www.glowpair.com to check it out. I'd also like to take a minute to uh, thank Ghazi, Ghazi Photography. Uh, he does a lot of work for the club. He's one of our sponsors. Check it out. He does amazing work. Uh, he got a photo of me and my daughter at the game on the weekend, and it's amazing. And Geronto. So. And Geronto. And Geronto cut out. But, yeah. <laughs> no, you got a really cute photo of me. And their old dog, dog groomer. It's a lovely photo. Don't forget about our old dog groomer little poochie paws. That's your one. Talk about poochie paws. That's about all I got. Uh, oh, that's my one. Shout out to Poochie Paws. Well, um, anywhere around the Wyndham kind of area and probably a bit further out west too, they'll give you do- your dog the best of care possible and the best groom possible. Just Back a booking and your dog will come out looking like a beautiful little puppy once again. All right, I think on that note, that wraps us up. So all west, aren't we? All, all west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? On this day, I see clearly everything everything has come to life. In a place. And a broken dream. And we'll leave leave it all behind.